Susan Felth, the Citizen Kane of podcasting. Modern man is confronted with so many movies. Which ones are films? And which ones are filth? In at number zero, a number which is shaped like a ring, eh? Mm. It's the studio system. Fuck them. So it we're could... doing Japanese horror movies. You know, I I never thought about it till I was looking at the, the wiki page, but you could be like, it's the ring, like the ring of the phone and not the ring of the ring. Mm. But then, then they do put a ring on the cover, I guess, don't they? Or the poster. Um... I will bet you $5 that one of the parody movies we do later has that it'll be a ringtone that kills you. Mm. Mm. That makes sense. This is really Ringu, though. Ringu. 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 As I mean, we, it's uh, just ring written with yeah. Japanese characters. Right. But we have to distinguish <laughs> it from the other ring, which is but you that's say ring, the ring. Not the this ring. is ring. It's not the ring. Ring. Yeah. Ringu. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm Ringo. Not- and I labeled this uh, Zoom meeting wrong. I put the in it. So we have to talk it about is. the other movie. Start now. over. Okay, great. Cool. Have any of us seen the other one? No. Yeah. I watched the YouTube supercut of scenes side by side. Oh, okay. Which yeah, one looks better? I don't. The, uh, the Japanese one looks considerably <laughs> yeah. better. I don't think the American. <laughs> I don't think the American one's as good. It's been. It was trying um, way too hard from what I could see. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, uh, super MTV like cuts and then everything looks yeah. like a zombie ah okay anyway introductions matt is here mark's luke voice is here. is here luke is here mark's voice is here wow usually the... i cut off luke but you cut off luke with my name that's, that's right that's right because you've been in the in the blood dumpster <laughs> yeah i'm out of the blood dumpster ready to rock ready to be scared of shit by this movie he said he got his voice back from the blood dumpster. Actually, he said it was yeah, from the back. cum dumpster. But I didn't say anything dumpster, but I was... you started saying dumpsters. And I was like, okay. okay. That's where you get your voice from. <laughs> you get your voice from the dumpster. I got it um, from a volcano. So what, what is everyone's ring history? I just, I never, I was, uh, you know, basically by the time the American one came out, I was not watching so many horror movies. So I never watched anything ring related until last night. I was not a horror fan growing up. Uh, not because, like, oh, it's too scary, because it usually they were just bad films and didn't scare <laughs> me. So <laughs> I didn't really watch it. Um, and then since moving to Japan, me and my friend Rob will often watch a horror movie around Halloween. Um, and we did this one year and then The Grudge the year after. Um, and, yeah, I dug it. The first well, time I watched it was in Rob's apartment, and then I was sleeping alone in his bed in his living room that night. And I found out the next morning that he was desperately trying to figure out a way to turn on his TV from the bedroom and spook me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to try to make this short. Um, I saw the Damn. American version where I, when it came out, um, I was sort of on a date, but not really. But I was really scared, and I could tell that my sort of date was trying not to laugh at me for being scared <laughs> um so then uh this was you know early 2000s i was kind of broke in my 20s i had a uh, hand-me-down crt tv in my room that was like a i don't know 
20 inch TV and it had this plastic button that would kind of get jammed and I usually have to push it like a few times to get the TV to turn on. So it was just old and the plastic was shrinking or whatever. I had a VCR hooked up to it, which was on channel three, like you used to do. So the VCR is off. Um, so when you would turn the TV on, it would be static. So what happened was 4 a.m. that night, the same night I saw the ring, uh, that TV started turning on and off by itself, uh, waking <laughs> me up, uh, freaked me the hell out. I unplugged it, never left that TV plugged in again, except when I was watching it. <laughs> Um, well, that's then, it's like how I said I'm scared of my alarm clock because it's too loud. Yeah. So on the well, rare occasions is... I set it, I'll um wake up like five to ten minutes before it goes off and then put it under my pillow so it's not so loud. Well, this is uh this was a very insane coincidence. But you know, a few a few years later, I watched the Japanese one for the first time, and basically when I started watching it, I was like, this isn't as scary as the American one, and by the end of it, I was more scared. Mm. Oh, okay. So you're a scaredy cat, is what you're saying. I this scares me. I my theory is that because I am a tryhard person, <laughs> perfectionist, mm -hmm. that the idea of you do everything right and still die is really scary to me. Um, <laughs> I think that's part of but what you, makes it specifically you've, Japanese. You've been but, uh, copying other, stuff since the mid '90s, like on the regs. But also screwing, having to screw somebody over to to survive is also scary. Because I'm a people pleaser, and I think that also is part of why this is specifically Japanese. Because yeah, Japanese I wonder people... if that probably doesn't translate as well in America, where like that's just how you live, right? <laughs> yeah, you screw everybody over. It's capitalism. Like this, yeah, this probably didn't scare anybody. Mm. Uh, but it scared me anyway. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess I like I think... the American one less. The only thing that makes me jump are the you right. So mm. I don't, I don't like that. Well, yeah, the Japanese one has way less effects, but basically, it's only one special effect in the whole film, and it's much more of like a slow, tense kind of a build kind of movie. So it's all building to that one scare at the end. Whereas, from what I understand, the American one is trying to sort of give you little spooks throughout. But I feel like that's going to be—it's just going to feel like a horror movie at that point. Whereas, watching the oh. Japanese one, especially when it first came out probably was like, man, what's this weird Japanese VHS tape that everyone's watching that's so spooky? I can see how it would get to you on like a meta level. Well, what the the thing that I could say to the American version's credit is if you watch that after the Japanese version, there are things that will be ratcheted up that will scare you because you're expecting like the girl in the closet is super duper mangled in the American version. Right. Um, but, you know, um, it, it was big and dumb, but it was competent naomi watts is good always good yeah, yeah. yeah there's horses in it they put horses in it spooked horses do they shoot That's the horses they shoot horses don't they i don't think that they don't sh i don't think they shoot horses in that but there's a scene where they're just on a boat and then a horse just like freaks out and jumps off the boat and it's spooky mm. so yeah, yeah. Yeah, the horses usually don't do that i don't know maybe they do that all the time <laughs> actually i don't know what i'm talking about <laughs> well oh, luke's gonna explode Okay. As I understand it, horses are pretty easily spooked. They're not the smartest animals. Well, that, yeah, that's that. I think that Doris song, "Horse Latitudes," is about all the horses jumping off the boat or something. Yeah, maybe that plays in the movie. Who knows? Or maybe they threw them off. I don't know. So you think it was I, like I, the Lemmings, where it was like a faked, like they said the horses jumped, but they really threw them off. 
I don't know. It, it was, well, you mean in this motion picture? Yes, obviously. <laughs> Gore Verbinski is like had to answer for. Did you think this was a documentary, deaths. Mark? <laughs> Japanese one, probably. <laughs> I mean, it's like um, a. It does have a na- sort of a naturalistic. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I was getting at. That's why I feel like I can imagine this one. I, I haven't properly watched the American one, but that naturalistic tone is kind of what makes it scary for scarier for me although slightly undercut now because hiroyuki sanada is like the most famous japanese guy in the world yeah that that kind of throws things off a bit i mean i was like oh he's in it i because i didn't really know anything except that this movie existed that's about it Mm. and that there's a lot of sequels and continuing to this day you know it's based on a book yes i did and the book is a trilogy and it gets into a bunch of sci-fi the Sadako's powers are actually a virus nonsense. Mm. Well, they did the whole Halloween thing very early as, as in the retcon. Like they made a sequel called Spiral that came out the same year as this. Mm. And then there was Ring 2. And I believe the American Ring 2 is another completely different thing. And there may have been an American Spiral. Unless I'm... Is it the American Spiral is from the Saw series, I think. I think that's a different spiral, but I could be right. Damn, I could too, many be spirals, wrong, too many spirals, too many. You could have yeah. a saws that's like a spiral. Yeah, I think that's the. Well, I don't know, man. We're not doing saw. I'm just saying that right now. We're not. Did doing you it. did you saw saw? I saw the first saw. I did not see the other <laughs> nine. I've seen some <laughs> of the saws. I think I stopped at like three or four. Mm. It's like whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Like I said, I was especially in the 2000s. I was not very well. Actually, I'm still not very on the horror page, so I'm I'm very not caught up on horror. You know, well, I saw I mean, most of the, my horror as a teenager. One of the guys who made Saw is the guy who directed and wrote Upgrade. So, like, that's way more my uh, branch yeah. of that. Upgrade, upgrade. Um. Anyway, speaking upgrade of upgrade, to be fair, yes, I might watch that again this Halloween. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh so you know what so what I'm, I'm looking at my notes of things that i wanted to say and points i wanted to make and they're just a cluttered mess um okay that's so fun i said something about the the idea of uh doing everything right and failing freaks me out are there things in topics in horror movies that freak you guys out like punishments mm. um i have a certain body horror threshold yeah, sense. for me, it's never seeing people die in films doesn't bother me. Seeing people have horrible injuries and continue to be alive bothers me. So that's in horror movies, action movies, war movies, anything. When I see a guy like their arms off and they're looking at it or whatever, it's much easier for me to imagine that. Whereas when I see a guy die, I'm like, well, he's dead. I don't know what that feels like. That's how I felt about Human Centipede 2, where I was like, I is making me horribly un- uncomfortable to watch all these people suffer. Mm. But it also made me wonder, am I a psychopath for just wishing they would just die <laughs> so they can stop <laughs> suffering? <laughs> uh, well, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. At least that's not a documentary either. Um, um, what? Uh, Human Centipede 2? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's all real, man. Um, I guess we should make a summary here. Tell because it's black and white. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. 
You're Luke, in documentary. Are you up for that uh, as your choice, or do we patch it? In yeah, later? sure. Okay. Um, some teen girls watch a spooky horror tape and then mysteriously die. The auntie of one of them, Reiko Asakawa, is a journalist, and she begins to investigate the mysterious tape, along with her ex-husband, Ryuji Takayama, who's a little bit psychic. They discover that the tape is the work of weird ghost lady Sadako Yamamura, who was a psychic experiment who was chucked down a well. They go and recover her body from a well and help her be at peace. And it seems as if everything is okay because Reiko's seven days are up and she survives. But then Ryuji is still killed by Sadako when she crawls out of the TV. And Reiko realizes that she didn't survive because her she put Sadako to peace, but because her son had watched the tape. So she quickly hurries to offer up her own father as a sacrificial lamb to save her son. I mean, you know, he he's can be Genki and pass it on to, you know, he can go show it to local officials. But seven That's, days yeah. is a pretty good window. You could consistently keep this at bay quite easily. <laughs> until somebody, until you give it to somebody who just, this that person always forgets to pay their bills. And then they oh, just then they just oh. Yeah, then, then it ends. It's like how, like, we, you know, Luke and I still haven't gotten around to watching Andor. If I, if we had a week to watch Andor, we'd be dead. Yeah. Oh, it's worth it. If my life it. depended on it. <laughs> Even if you die watching it, you should watch Andor. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, you know, sometimes you don't get around to watching things, especially in a week. So, yeah, well, I'm on, I don't know. It's been like two and a half years since I started watching Voyager and I finally started cramming the third, fourth seasons in the last, uh, week part of yeah two days so, of which i could not do anything so tuvix is going to come and kill you he's going to crawl out of your tv <laughs> <laughs> now nah, man you ever i'm had not, a dream a... that where the where where you where the where where you want him to do you so bad you could do anything luke bro tuvix? yeah all the time Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, so Okay, so Luke, you said you'd watched. Uh, what was it? You watched another. I watched like, this, and then a year later, I watched this. The Grudge. Right. So I've seen Dark Water, and I've seen The Grudge, and I think that's sort of it. Even though I definitely had seen a few American movies that stole from this. Mm. Uh, the worst offender, I think, was the Nightmare on Elm Street remake, where they try to help Freddy thinking that he's not he was not a child molester and then he comes out he's like i was a child molester i molested you and then it's just uh stupid i hate it uh anyway Wes craven is very on the record that no freddie does not molest the children he murders the children there's a difference exactly exactly <laughs> he knew he knew he knew not to cross that line because he just can't write that <laughs> okay you were making a point that i interrupted were you going somewhere with that oh uh just the derivative nature of uh, everything that came after this. This is like influent is like the double edged sword of this being a brilliant, incredible movie that um, was copied a lot. <laughs> I don't, is... I don't know about the sequels, but um, also something I was thinking about uh, not to go too far off on a tangent before we even start talking about the movie, but this came out uh, two years after screen which was also a movie where people got phone calls and then died. How yeah, do you guys feel about way. Scream? I kind of hate Scream. <laughs> this is almost like the opposite of it for me. I um, remember liking I it when it came out, but uh, I think I, I saw the first one when it came out. I don't really remember. 
I saw the second one, but I never saw any other ones. And yeah, I, I you yeah. know, I, I have 25 year old memories of it. So I've only seen the first two, but I think the scream is about people who are like, yeah, man, don't go in there and die. It's a horror movie. And then they are in a horror movie. But this mm. movie is like they go all in on like, you know what? We're going to watch this tape, this curse tape. Screw it. Also, there's psychic powers. There's, uh, you know, crazy premonition stuff. And and we're all and we all do a bunch of dumb stuff and then we just have to kill everybody. We well, screams to... like deconstructionist. That's supposed to be kind yeah. of funny, right? It's like a it's kind of a horror comedy. Um, whereas this one is like I was gonna ask if this is sort of the ground zero for modern horror, being a guy that really doesn't watch much horror. <laughs> in a in a way it is. Um, I don't but I think it's a very specific branch that, like I said, ended up getting super carbon copied. Okay, because Japanese kids are still excited about Sadako, I think. Um, Mark, what year was Ring? Was Scream? Sorry, ninety six. The TV film version of this was ninety five. Ah, well then, mm. maybe they maybe they stole from this. Who knows? Uh, probably, probably not. And then also the novel was ninety one. But I this is oh yeah the, the similarities with Scream are pretty superficial. Like it's yeah, not I actually was... tonally that similar at all. Yeah, and... I never had that thought till today, really. Yeah, and Scream is very. I think it's just that on the night in the nineties, everyone was on the phone all the time. Yeah, it's true. No cell. And phones maybe it yet, stands really. out to us now because, like, <laughs> using a house phone is so alien to me now. Yeah, if things ring, things don't. If ring. Sadako had to call me, then then I might not even have my phone on. It'd probably yeah, be right. an unidentified yeah, number. Get a, get a voice yeah, my mail. phone is on silent. I never answer my phone. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're good. Sadako must be so bored now. She just texts you, I bet, in the new ones. Yeah. Okay. Sends um, you Mark, a GIF of she comes out of a GIF on your phone. Are you familiar <laughs> with Hanako? I don't think so. Hanako is the ghost that lives in the Japanese elementary school toilet. Oh. Yeah. So that and junior also... high school and high school, yeah. But the ones the kids that usually yeah. talk about are the uh, the yeah elementary. That's one. also that's also a ring, the toilet. That's true. That's a yeah ring around the toilet. And the asshole mm -hmm. eruption. It's mm -hmm. the monad. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Sadako in this film is you talking about this being very modern, or like you know modern for ninety ninety whatever. Yeah. But her depiction is like very traditional Japanese ghost. Um, ghosts are depicted that way in Japanese media because a woman would never be seen with her hair down while she's alive. Hmm. And then you don't you the yeah, a woman with her hair down is basically something you'd only see when you're like you know looking at the open casket basically. So that's why ghosts are always depicted with like the long scraggly hair. Makes sense. That was most recently saw that in the game amori i don't know if you i, I know you didn't play it matt i don't know if you i'm aware of it um it's very long jay is a big fan of it i i was i fell off because i played for 30 hours and didn't finish one playthrough and you're supposed to play through it multiple times and i was like this is too uh, much but uh i'd ruined it because i looked up the ending instead of watching a video of it uh yeah well, there's a very save effective... some time uh yeah, it depends. I mean, I could. It's like one of those things where you could sort of experience it for yourself, at least by watching someone else play it, where you just look at the the paragraph and then destroy your 
your good mood for the weekend because it's super sad. Anyway, um, but yeah, the the main uh, what would you call it a yokai? And that I was is gonna a, say she's kind of yeah the nat one of the nastier yokai I guess. She's not a yokai. She's a yore. Ah, yore. Yokai are like supernatural creatures, right? Like you know little goblins and stuff. But she's a ghost of a dead person, so she's a yore. Gotcha. Okay. Well, if you're yep, being long... really pedantic, you could maybe say Yurde are a type of yokai, but not really. They're quite separate. Because wasn't Jabanyan a cat that got run over and then became a yokai? Yeah, but that's not a person. Oh, okay. Well, there's the uh, the the dog faced salary man, or is it, no? It's the man faced dog or whatever that mm. used to be a lawyer. So, just maybe it's like a horrible death or something, and, and you become. <laughs> is, is that also, anime? Matt's talking about a children's anime? Okay, that's how I, that's how I, you're, saying, you're saying these characters like they're just people you know, and I'm like, from, from what? <laughs> yeah, they, they are cuter, that's for sure. But that's where I know most about yokai. Mark, you actually, um, you you've been immersed in in some yokai stuff because uh, you and I went to Namja Town in Tokyo once, and they and they had that whole yeah. like yokai area with the uh, the eyeball boy and stuff, and mm-hmm. they would have had a few Sadako looking things around there as well. I don't know if you remember, but. I don't remember specific. I, the thing I that sticks out to me about that was there was a lot of war stuff, which was weird. That, right. They also had a, the Vietnam themed section for some reason, like as in war. And then they had the yokai section and then the, the magical force. That was a weird place. Yeah. And that was right next to Ice Clean City. That's Ice Clean City's in there. It's part Ice of it. Ice Clean City. Yeah. yeah that was, was right next area. to the war part. Yeah. It was right next to war. And, and then you yeah. get like 50 kinds of ice cream. Include, I got sweet potato. It was very good. I, I, we had Goya, the bitter gourd ice cream there once. But uh, for, for people who don't know, this is just a bizarre indoor theme park in Tokyo that uh, is run by Namco. So, yep. And so Namja is, I guess, Namco's. Naranja is the cat's point. name, I guess. Oh, Naranja is the cat's name. No, it's very confusing, isn't it? Because Capcom had a mascot that was like Captain Commando, and that's what Capcom came from, I think. Or, or mm. that may, may have come after the fact. But there is mm. a game called Captain Commando, and he's like the Cap Capcom guy. I remember playing the game a lot. No, I'm thinking yeah. Bionic Commando. That's why I played a lot. I think Bionic Commando is a different guy. Yeah, I, I know. That's why I made the distinction. <laughs> Do you know <laughs> Just, the I'm trying to Bionic Commando? Oh, where his arm is his wife? Yeah. Sorry, spoilers. <laughs> that's, what, that's, okay. that's what I was going to bring up, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is great. Um, uh, who's the think, who's the dude that bites it in uh, the American version of the ring? I think his name is Noah or something. I mean, the actor. I'm just wondering oh. which actor bites it. Because here, of course, like Luke said, you have basically the most famous uh, international. Well, I guess he, he has to flip a coin um, with Watanabe. But yeah, it's him or Sonata, Martin, So, Sorry, Martin Henderson. He's uh, from New he's Zealand. Just, so he's just some guy. He's in X. I don't remember him from x but i guess he was an x i was gonna have like instant name recognition or not and i didn't because you know naomi watts okay that that you know we know her so um whereas what and then the actress in the japanese one that plays rie what is is she i guess Mm. i guess she's not that known in the western sphere uh, she looked maybe a little familiar but this is also like the third time i've seen this so well i know um there is a certain vibe to like 90s Japanese films for sure. Um, She's in the great yokai war guardians. Speaking of yokai. Oh, okay. So she knows more about yokai then. That's good. All about that. 
Um, <laughs> I don't see anything that jumps out at me as she she did Grave of the Fireflies. She had a voice in that. Uh, I could keep making those noises for a while if you'd oh, like. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that what that's supposed to do? Yeah. She's and doing anyway. like a NHK talking about Iyasu drama right now. <laughs> no, there. So she's still working. Good for her. Oh, so, she's okay. done a couple of different um... rings. The, the, she no, ring two. No. No. She didn't want to go back voices. to the ring. Oh, okay. She did do ring two, yeah. Oh, it yeah, looks like uh, ring two has Yuichi getting special powers. Oh, like fireballs? Maybe he goes Super Saiyan the, or something. The cover of him, the cover of the film has a picture of him without a shirt on, looking very scary and evil. So, mm. uh, yeah. Well, you don't. Children of psychics. Maybe it's time to watch some of these sequels. Finally, ne- never trust the children of psychics. I mean, but, yeah, that's what they say. That's what this movie certainly says. I do like. Um, I was going to say these nineties. Japanese films, I feel like they show you really bland locations, but really make the colors pop a lot. Is mm. that just me? Is that is that, is that a reasonable observation? Well, also, they're bland locations to us now, Matt, but watching them in the 90s in America, maybe they were more interesting locations. Or it yeah, might it be doesn't a look like thing. your typical, yeah, it doesn't look like your typical places. I, I mean, it's also part of the whole naturalistic thing. It feels like places where people live, mm. you know? Yeah, it doesn't I, look like Hollywood it, sets. Even the houses to, like, look pretty legit. I'd kind of yeah. compare it to Jaws, really. I could see a little bit. No, actually, I'm wondering if it's a film thing, because I'm comparing it to what I see, you know, playing on the TV downstairs these days, which would probably be shot digitally. So may- maybe it's me film snobbing a bit. Yeah. yeah. Especially in a film that's about, like, VHS tapes and haunted media and static on the TV and stuff. You want it filmed on film. You want yeah. a, slightly, a slightly grimy look to it. And then, yeah, the other stuff is kind of your effect. Um, it's the kind of like, story that it, the more budget you throw at it, the worse it's going to be. Because yeah, looking a little shonky really helps. Yeah, the wiki For, said this had a 1.5 million budget, which is nothing. Yeah, and this and well, Spiral were like shot at the same time and released at the same time. Yeah, which is nuts. <laughs> that never happens here. They were so unless cheap. It's, uh, well, they but, did it but, even like Matrix, um, the Matrix sequels. They wanted to release them closer together, and the studio said no. I believe those were nine months, months apart. Six months, uh, yes. Yeah, I think it was far. six. Well, um, sometimes, I mean, even though this is a, a, obviously an edgy, groundbreaking film, sometimes it benefits stuff like this to not be super stylized. Like, um, mm. I think Rosemary's Baby is a really good comparison, partly because it's got a similar rhythm to it. And also because Rosemary's baby is also about do everything you can and you're still fucked. Mm. So, okay. Now we, we know your biggest bugaboo then. Okay. <laughs> that's what, that's my bug. Oh, well, I mean, I actually like Rosemary's baby better than this. Um, aside from fuck Roman Plansky, but you know, no, I'm just talking <clears throat> about what, what flips you out. Yeah. Scary. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, to me, <laughs> the, that uh, the the two things are like that and then watching somebody who's completely whose life completely sucks like uh enter the void oh yeah that's, that's like some... that guy's life sucks and he dies basically 
There's lots of trippy colors involved, so you get that too. Can't can't say there aren't, but I was upset, very <laughs> not, upset. It, it's a movie that I would think would be very, very rewatchable for me, but it's not. Like I'd be much more likely to watch Ringu again, you know. <laughs> I mean that that movie was part of why I quit smoking weed. I was like, I can't, I cannot be on drugs anymore. This is this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, it worked for you. Sketchy straight. I don't know, it depends right. on whether you think that smoking weed is bad or not. <laughs> I, I'm well, it's pretty... a gateway drug, Mark. It saved you from getting into heroin and cocaine. You could be on this podcast now shooting heroin into your eyeballs. I definitely did. You could be I eating didn't do a heroin. baby in a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do heroin because I hung out with people one night and they were doing heroin. They all looked really bad. So I was like, no, thanks. Yeah, yeah. That seems like a bad call anyway. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Uh, Luke, this is your choice. Did you have like a, a, a something you wanted to throw out on it? Um, I just generally, like I, I said at the start of this podcast, horror doesn't get to me much, but something about this kind of spooky J horror does get me. Um, whether it's this, The Grudge, like games like Project Zero, um, or like certain mangas like Junji Ito's manga, I think it's because of the very the very subdued Japanese just attitude generally. Like in a horror movie, when they start screaming and overreacting, it takes me out. But because in J- Japanese horror, the reactions are very subdued. I could just take the horror in on my own terms, I think. And also just living in Japan and not fully understanding everything around me a lot of the time. The idea that there could be something spooky around a corner is very, it gets to me. Like when I go hiking and it's like in the daytime, these villages look so cute and quaint, right? This little village in the middle of the mountains. But when you're coming down the mountain and it's nighttime and you see this abandoned little temple and a ratty little cage for catching bears and all these tiny houses that are in disrepair, you're like, oh, what's going to get me? Okay. See, I'm still I'm still charmed walking around these places at night. So I don't know. I mean, obviously, there's things that get to me, but the, I didn't find this movie particularly scary. Actually, I liked it, but I did not find it scary, except for the couple times the soundtrack was making you jump. But that's again, that's a jump scare. That's slightly different. Like I didn't have the existential dread after watching it that it sounds like you guys did a little more. Like I was but like, what okay, films do give you thing. that? Then, um, well, I've said I, I always. It's another jump scare, but a little for freaky right even though i know exactly where it's coming i always tend to fast forward through the uh the face hugger coming out of the egg and alien oh yeah but i'm not talking about during the film because like this film never like gave me a jump scare or scared me during the film it's just it's a scary atmosphere right does anything leave you with that that dread there there is uh sorry give me a moment to rack my brain on that uh, I'll tell you right now, every time I've watched this or the American version, I have trouble sleeping for like a week afterward. <laughs> That's why I watch this during the day. <laughs> I think The Shining is a fun watch, so that wouldn't be in the running. Yeah, um, The Shining's just a blast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the horror movies I would put on regularly. I guess the one that scares me, I wouldn't put on so regularly. That's it. It shouldn't be one that you're putting on regularly, right? Yeah. Yeah, so one I, you don't want to put on regularly. Uh, movies that have given me gnarly nightmares. There has to be something out there. And Hereditary um, did that to me. I don't know if you guys have seen that. For ja- I haven't. Uh, for Japanese horror, let me make sure I'm getting the title right. Uh, there's a late '60s film which I do find intensely creepy. I want to say it's Kawaiidan. Kawaiidan. Um, 
but I want to double check that name. That that one again, it's like this kind of atmosphere, but like amped up, you know. Mm. Uh, um, uh, sorry, I'll just make sure I'm getting it right. Uh, I'm still making sure I'm getting it right. Sorry. Oh, there, there we go. Uh, Kwai Don is a 1964 Japanese anthology horror film. Um, I find that one pretty, pretty freaky. It's an anthology. It's like three or four stories. In fact, that I that and that was on my mind until Luke said the ring. So I was like, "There's our Japanese horror." That, but if um, someone had said, "Choose your Japanese horror," I would I would have gone with that. You you guys have seen Halsu, right? I've heard of it. I haven't. Uh, Matt, you need to watch Halsu. I think both you Luke, and Andrew you would probably me watch it. Yeah, because it is aggressively trippy and weird, but also uncomfortable in like a in like a dark, almost Muppet show gone wrong way. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe I don't know how to. Maybe they'll show up on the podcast someday. But it's 1977, I think. So it's really um, weird. Lots of like cardboard special effects and things like that. But. Um, well, actually, getting back, ghosts, angry getting, ghosts. Getting about ghost, with... are you? Do you know about ghost, ghost marriages? Where it's that like sounds familiar. Someone dies, and then you, it's like someone dies, and then you marry their ghost. <laughs> I can't remember the rules anymore. I have to look this up. <laughs> There's one that's uh, kind of creepy again. Japanese, so uh, I guess the Japanese do have creepier stuff. Uh, it was one of okay. Takeshi's film uh, where where he's dragging around his wife on the, the red thread and she's completely like okay. gone or something. Okay. I forgot the name of the movie, but posthumous marriage, also known as necrogummy or ghost marriage is a marriage in which at least one of the participating members is deceased. I skipped to the Japan section in Okinawa, which has been under the influences of China for centuries. There has been a custom of posthumous marriage. The reason is to correct the rules of placing of spirit tablets. There are strict rules of placing spirit tablets, and if the rules are broken, the spirit tablet under question is moved to a proper place with ceremonies at the order of a spiritualist. And now I'm just more confused. Mm. Uh, yeah, we, we just came back from Okinawa, and we can't help you. Well, I can. I don't know if Luke can. <laughs> Did you see any spirit tablets? So, I mean, uh, no, a, but I wasn't looking. If you told me in advance, <laughs> I might have been. I mean, they have like a completely different kind of grave than they do on mainland Japan, so... It's like it looks like just a, a bookmark. I mean, maybe it's inside the it's these little mausoleum houses, right? So there could be mm -hmm. spirit tablets inside, but we didn't enter the mausoleums because that seemed rude. <laughs> but that's sort of what Halsu is about, and there's also a, a cat. Well, that that's that what powers. That's so, what Luke and I saw. We saw uh, with that burnt out trailer that looked completely creepy with one of those uh, Okinawan graves right next to it. So that, like we said, that was definitely the setting for a horror movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, other uh, oh yeah, getting back to Mark's heroin. I mean, things that just freak me <laughs> out okay. is like you know, like like they, the pe you know requiem for a dream or train spotting. People just derailing and spiraling. That's just you know that's not fun to watch. I find that stuff depressing, but it doesn't particularly scare me. Yeah, because yeah, I, I guess I'm too it's more much depressing. of a I could never kind of a guy. Mm. Yeah, we, we'll get into it, you know, later. But I actually laughed the whole time I was watching Rick Room for a Dream for the first time, and I felt bad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of sort of funny things in it, but well, I'm probably gonna laugh all the way through it now because yeah. the music is just such meme music. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching it thinking like, oh, this is like that Newgrounds animation I watched when I was <laughs> 15 of Mario fighting a thousand Luigi's or whatever. <laughs> and and I imagine yeah. Jenna, uh, what? No, Jennifer Connelly is good, but uh, watching Jared Leto and that would now be kind of more hysterical. You yeah. almost want him to lose his arm anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now you do. Now, now you do. So, but when Take I know, when I saw it and he was still considered like maybe one of our our generation's greatest actors, uh, it was more disturbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By, who? by Jared Leto. Yeah, he was not, still considered around... good. Even uh, what Dallas Buyers Club was like ten years after that, he was still considered good. Then. No, around two thousand. I'm only half joking about he, people thinking he would be one of the 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 biggins. He fell from grace very quickly. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think even when Blade Runner, even though he was playing the dumbest possible character in that, he still was. I think did a good job, and I was like, this is this is cool. He did okay <laughs> in that because he was basically playing Jared Lowe. Yeah, <laughs> I, I guess. Yeah. He's- his, I I think concentrating on a, a crappy band for several years was probably not a great idea. <laughs> well, that's a lot of people. I assumed yeah. he was a band guy and then an actor. Was it the other way around? He, I was, think it was, he, was, he was considered a, a serious actor. And then he was like, ah, 30 seconds to Mars, y'all, let's rock. And then he kind of came back and started sending <laughs> people like used condoms and stuff. So, mm. man, I hope there is footage. That it was more being 30 time. seconds to Mars, let's rock. <laughs> That's like hey, the Morbin time ha- of. That might happen. Luke, that yeah. just creeped me out because um, like your shoulder disappeared and it oh, just yeah. looked like a hand <laughs> came out of nowhere to give you the coffee. Yeah. Okay. That was, that's properly creepy. <laughs> You're not used to weird backgrounds. I think, I think I have a bunch of, man, I have a bunch of backgrounds that I'm not going to mess with this. Um, For yeah. a while, every time I was on a zoom call, I had all those stock footage videos. You could just get a bunch of stock videos. <laughs> I had one where it was just like potatoes rotating behind me. <laughs> a bunch <laughs> or like worms. I saw uh, the the one guy did the one where he recorded his own room and then he comes in and gives him a cup of coffee or whatever. <laughs> hell yeah. That rules. <laughs> I wish I'd I never spent enough time doing Zoom calls to do one of those, but Lost well, Highway. That that's a properly creepy movie. Sure. But there uh, we go. I lost highway I find creepy. Especially the phone scene where where he's talking to a real life murderer. Yeah, actual murderer Robert <laughs> what was it? Robert Durant, is that his name? Blake. Robert Robert Blake, right? Yeah. So there, that that movie is pretty creepy. I mean, and partly maybe because it doesn't make any damn sense. So you don't, you really don't know what's happening. <laughs> Controversial opinion. That's one of my least favorite David Lynch movies because it's the only one he made that was stuck in the time period that it, he made it in. Yeah, I kind of wish not, he hadn't, he hadn't licensed the Ramstein, but uh, it's not bad. But it's you know, it's it's not transcend. I think Mulholland Drive was like he just did the same thing but better. I concur that one's better, but Lost Highway, yeah. I do like the griminess of it. I, I just don't like the Ramstein of it, basically. I mean, the worst David Lynch, even Dune, I'd take over a lot of things. Oh, we decide we love Dune. I mean, I, I kind of <laughs> love it, too. It's just different. It's just, you know, it's just a mess because Dino De Laurentiis was like, let me edit this for you. And then he just like hacked <laughs> it to death. Yeah. Um, b- by the way, uh, Luke, we haven't talked about it in two years, which which film dune is uh, do you dig now although we haven't quite finished the newer one yet but i i appreciate the lynch one as a novelty but obviously the new one okay because i'm fully on because i actually like dune 
this is a uh, here's a here's a little uh, peek into my subconscious. I uh, bought the book Dune because I was gonna like read it before the new Dune movie came out, and I still haven't even started reading it, so I haven't watched the new one yet. <laughs> I read it when I was like ten years old, and it's one so of my I favorite prob- books. So I can probably read it if you could read it at ten. I'm probably. Yes. I'm very smart. So yeah, I read it like three oh. years ago, and I did enjoy the book. So I, I was at least that serious about Dune. But uh, I'm like, hey, if I went on the details, I'll read the book. If I want to see like super trippy stuff, then the Lynch <laughs> ones for me. I mean, Bar- Baron Harkonnen flying around just spitting slime and screaming and laughing, and the Lynch one was pretty amazing. The test will be: Will you read more of the books? Because Luke was like, I've only read the first. I'm like, well, I- I'll just keep reading because I just read like Asimov's robots and foundations. I'm like, I can make it through Dune, but yeah, I petered out 50 pages into the next one. I think for obvious I've, I've reasons, I've seen memes more recently, which make me more interested to read the later ones because it sounds like they make it less of a pure hero's journey and more of like a critique of like hero worship. Oh yeah. Yeah. Paul oh, yeah, actually for, turns into a scumbag very quickly. Well, yeah. for obvious reasons, I do want to read God Emperor Dune. It, because that is unfilmable from what I've heard. You know anything mm. about it? I understand that someone can like becomes a worm in a way. <laughs> like basically, I think Paul eventually becomes a big giant worm and is psychic and mm. is just sort of alone with his thoughts and and it's all in all caps. <laughs> He's just <laughs> screaming at himself. <laughs> That's from uh, I I'm interested. That's no, I have interested. heard people say like, "Oh, if you thought Dune was trippy. I mean, that's nothing." <laughs> yeah, well, it's all these '70s sci-fi guys, right? It's like if you look at um, what's his name, Arthur Clarke. If you look at the stuff he wrote after 2001, it goes into just nonsense, basically. Yeah. I mean, and, and then uh, I have definitely heard you should draw the line with when once you get to Brian's books, though. Mm. Herbert. Mm, yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds very likely but i mean that's like you know. it's like later bond books i mean why would you bother <laughs> yeah we'll get, we'll get where... Stuart on one day and just ask him why'd you keep reading these bond novels <laughs> <laughs> i've never read a single bond novel i've um, read all the flemings are, are they worth it aside from the racism yeah yeah all right um from rush with love it, the movie's great the book's better cool well, you Thunderball know, it, becomes an actual good story. Moonraker is a completely uh, different story. Yeah, of course. That's that had to have been compromised. But you know, the the scuttlebutt is that Christopher Nolan is going to do '60s period pieces that are very close to the books. So, as well, he probably maybe. Uh, that mean, was what me and Matt right? said. Right after No Time to Die, we were like, the best, the only thing you can do with Bond is go back to the '60s. Is I, Nolan I think the right guy? Uh, though? He's he doesn't understand. He doesn't, he doesn't know what a sexy. joke is. No. Um, <laughs> hey, I heard you guys aren't getting Oppenheimer at all. Yeah, that does seem to be the case. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, the, the only thing I'm thinking is that a bunch of the budget would probably be cut into to make it look like the 60s. But aside from that, I mean, why not? Yeah. I love well, like, Nolan, like, but I don't like him a Bond. My long-time Bond opinion has been like, if we've had 20 years of Bond films where the theme has been, do we need Bond? The answer is no. Yeah, it's like just go back to where we don't like ask the Cold War questions. is running as relevant, right? Well, it's like the when we were doing the prisoner podcast, one of my favorite episodes was the one that was just a straight ahead 60s spy thing. And there was just a, a psychotic lady trying to kill him. And it was great. 
um just yeah just do the thing it's sort of like the ring the ring is that, like that this rhymes. is a horror movie there's curse cursed ghost you're screwed that's it it's dead die kill your grandfather Yo-E-T. right okay <laughs> <laughs> anyway um i'm i'm thinking of looking up a review here but uh i'm looking the at the mad web of sequels so there was a korean remake that came out a year later hmm. then the american remake a couple years after that um then so there's spiral was released the same year as the ring as ringu mm-hmm. um, but due to its poor reception ring 2 came out the next year what happens in spiral right i don't know but then okay. there's a 2000 I... prequel which is followed by Sadako in 2019. But Spyro has its own separate sequels, mm-hmm. Sadako 3D and Sadako 3D2. And then there's Sadako DX. And it's not listed here, oh. but I happen to know there's also <laughs> Sadako versus whatever the one from The Grudge is called. All I can think it? of Sadako DX is like, does that just look like a Game Boy Color game? <laughs> <laughs> it's released in 2022. Yep. No, it's been the past few years. I keep hearing Sadako, Sadako, and our students bringing up Sadako. Oh, it's a comedy. And I'm like, oh. A comedy. It's got, that makes, it's got I mean, a it's picture of Sadako DX. <laughs> it says, a graduate high school student in Prodigy with 200 IQs introduced to the cursed videotape by a psychic fortune teller on a variety show. He says, wow. Uh, whoa, this is sounds kind of wacky. Maybe I'll watch. <laughs> they'll just watch this one. Kids seem to like it. All right. Uh, people like it seems like it has good reviews. Oh no, no, it doesn't. Two point <laughs> seven out of five. From <laughs> oh, Japanese. That's, that's, that's something, right. Something. Right in the, the middle is something. So. It's a horror movie. Nobody's gonna like it anyway. It doesn't matter. Mm. I was just listening to someone talk about the idea of a. And hey, you know this could be an example of it. The the nineties three that is now a masterpiece. Nineties three. Yeah, like you go and watch a movie that when it came out in the nineties seemed very boilerplate. But with time, mm-hmm. it's just like, hey, this thing's tight. Speed two, Mission Impossible two. Yeah. Um. Uh. Well, well, West. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, face off. Face off was a classic already, but it's only gotten better. Like, if you I watch Face I'm... Off now, you'll be like, in amazed that anything like that. Super ever... Mario Brothers. Oh, okay. Not yeah, bad. Well, that's, you know? that, that's from a one to a five, isn't it? Everyone Trust hated the it when it came out. No, I was thinking something more like uh, something more boring, like a uh, a post seven Morgan Freeman police Speed drama. Two. You know, you watch it mm. now and it plays better. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I watched. That's um, I don't know what was it? Oh yeah, True Lies. Well, I felt like that. People the thing about True Lies. Well, people used to say it was the bestest, but yeah. I guess well, this is the, the thing un- is that if you asked me 10 years ago, I would have been like, I wish he'd kept making True Lies movies instead of making Avatar. But rewatching it like a couple of weeks ago, I think I like Avatar 2 better than True Lies. Yeah, Avatar's the bomb. Really? It's really good. <laughs> what is happening to well. me? I've been meaning to make a video investigating where the whole fucking name a character from Avatar thing comes from. Because I feel like no one was saying that when the film came out. Some douchebag on the internet said it, and now everyone pretends it's their opinion. Well, it's kind but, like, of it's like... real easy to name characters from Avatar. I am back also... to Stephen Lang, though. I, don't, I forgot his name again. Oh, he's so good. Um, Colonel Miles also, Quaritch. it's like, yes, maybe it's go. not super quotable, and maybe that's good. Maybe I don't need to remember. Yeah, I don't need my films to just be, huh, 
Well, that just happened. <laughs> Imagine yeah. a film where characters talk to each other and stuff. I loved The Big Lebowski when it came out, and the internet's ruined it for me. I mean, it's still good, I'm sure, but I can't like think about Plus, it. Avatar 2 has an absolutely classic 90s Cameron giving someone the finger. <laughs> where the and bad guy's gave... like, show me your fingers, and you know he's, he's just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, also, the thing I was thinking about, I, I swear this is the last thing I say about Avatar 2, but people are like, oh, everyone's uh, it's so bland and whatever. But like all the kids are kind of dicks to each other in a realistic yeah. way, but it's not in a way that's like quotable. So I think people just mistake not snarky for for bland. Yeah, people anyway. have forgotten what good dialogue sounds like. Yeah, it reminds <laughs> that reminds me of like a classic Spielberg thing where kids are just being kind of dicks yeah, everyone, anyway. everyone wants we done all the time now and it's like no no thank you i mean i don't think anybody wants to work with whedon anymore so that's good james cameron weed on whedon <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know how many people want to work with james cameron either but at least he's gonna get uh, but he, yeah, but he's like he's professionally a dick yeah <laughs> i've got more respect for that i wonder if people like Whedon i work in japan i have no though. issue with that I don't think he's a creep, so that's important. No, he's that's not a creep. He's just a he's just a taskmaster. But yeah. like, yeah, it's called having a job. People get used to it. Yeah, I mean, let's be realistic. He's probably what Wheaton's probably still like under the radar script doctoring. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's script doctoring for like Kevin Sorbo movies. You think? <laughs> yes, I. <laughs> <laughs> for what's her name from Mandalorian? What was her name? Uh, 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 Gina something. Big. Yeah, Gina. Damn, Gina. Gina. Damn, Gina. Um, do you want to hear a one? Do it. You? A yeah. That's a one. I couldn't find one that that I liked, so you go ahead. Yeah, um, there was one that was kind of long, and I don't know. Actually, these do seem like a little more well thought out than usual, so maybe because you're watching a film well, in a different language, you have to be every, able to Almost read. everyone is like, it's not the American one. That's almost everyone's complaints, so, but, you know, go ahead. Boring and not scary in the slightest. This movie is atrociously boring. The cast and acting is fine, but can be campy at times. That isn't what bothers me, however. This movie is absolutely boring. The story has holes and isn't interesting at all. And the scares, well, I guess that in the scares, well, okay, there, there's a grammar mistake. I'm not quite sure. Hmm. I'm assuming they meant in the scares, dot, 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 well. That's my guess. There are absolutely no scares whatsoever. Uh, no one point in this movie was I frightened or even jumped. It's a boring and scrappy mess. Calling this horror is a disgrace to the genre. Don't watch this mess. One out of ten. That seems like a proper yeah. one out of ten, I think. Uh, mm. Four out of eight found it helpful. I was just reading because it, it seemed like a proper, like, they hated it. <laughs> I do wonder if this film, like, the whole film is building up to that one scene at the end. So knowing that scene, I'm sure does diminish it. Like Mark, you saw this out of the blue, right? The uh, the Japanese one. Yeah, I mean, I definitely found it like a couple of years after the American one, like deliberately. Oh, okay. But... I sorry, I thought you said you'd seen this one in the theater on its own. No, no, that's right. No, you just saw the American I mean, one and then this one. Yeah, I saw this one in the theater after seeing it on video. But yeah, the the mm. um, American yeah, I would one love was to... my introduction. I would love to speak to someone who saw this like in the nineties, not already knowing. Cause even though I'd never seen either of the ring films, I knew the gist when I watched this. I Whereas not knowing that scene was coming, I'm sure would have been like 
a great yeah. scare. I would say if if I had watched this before the American one came out, I would have been scared. Mm-hmm. Yes, because <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. it wasn't. I I sort of knew it existed, but it wasn't super hyped up. Yeah, I mean, at um, this point, yeah, you really can't. I mean, I've never watched any of these movies. And I'm like, yeah, Sadako crawls out of the TV and kills you. That's what happens. That's like, that's kind of baked into the pop culture it's, now. It's iconic. That's the thing. Yeah. It's iconic. Whereas, yeah, like, imagine actually getting a videotape, watching it. It's kind of spooky. And then at the end, something comes out of the TV and gets you. Like, on a meta level, that's going to be pretty scary. I remember when uh, Blair Witch Project came out, I had a friend who had a bootleg copy of it before it came out in the theater, and he was like, I got this tape, and it's uh, this, it's a bunch of footage of these people who went out of the woods and then died, and then we sort of never got around to watching it, and then the theatrical release came out, and then I found out it wasn't real, and then I was like, oh, I asked him, like, so wait, this wasn't real? This is a theatrical movie? He was like, yeah, so I never watched it at all. I oh think, man, I imagine think... if you'd watched it without finding out, you'd have been yeah. so I was so disappointed that I was cheated at that like awesome experience I would have. Maybe I, I did see that tape. Um although this is Joey. I don't know if you that I don't maybe, know if you were hanging that, out with Joey. I was hanging out with Joey a little bit. But it yeah. might I mean it might have been somebody at my university or something, but I think I it was before the theatrical release. I, I know that yep. because when it came out in the theater, I was like, one, I don't like it, and two, there's no I'm gonna get a massive headache watching that thing in a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. Because of I, all the shaky cam. So um have absolutely no idea. Uh maybe I'll watch it someday. No, I don't <laughs> really recommend it. I thought <laughs> that review I just read on the ring, that would be my review for Blair Witch Project. <laughs> okay. I'm not a big uh found found footage guy. Like I I I like that this movie is a movie. Like Ring is a movie. Yeah. I like that it's a movie. It's yeah, not shaky, to think if there's camera or whatever. I have um I, one of the Blu-rays I got from a few months ago. It was Shyamalan, sorry, I can't Shyamalan, Shyamalan, uh, Shyamalan. Uh, the visit, which apparently is one of his later mm-hmm. films that doesn't suck, but is a found footage film, which has kept me from watching it. So, um, I heard it was great. I saw S- Split and Glass. Split was fantastic. Glass was dumb but still enjoyable. Okay, so anyway, yeah, the thing that has kept me watching the visit is mostly I don't know, well, I'm not in the mood for a found footage film. I guess it's like mm-hmm. better quality found footage, though, right? I don't know. I haven't watched it. Oh, um, it's oh, supposed oh. to be good. Okay, Luke, do you remember the found footage movie I think is really good? Or he froze or he's sleeping. We'll see. Anyway. Uh, to... Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> that was not too a go. goofy. <laughs> uh, found footage movie you do like. Yeah, uh... you watched it. I know you watched it because we do a podcast on it. Oh. Uh no, I can't remember. Do I remember you guys doing a podcast on a Europa Report? Is technically a found oh, footage film. Oh, uh, I saw that in the theater. I thought it was. Oh okay. right, yeah. I, I don't remember okay. that because I thought it was boring and crap. Oh, there's okay. a squid. Like there's a movie. squid at the end. <laughs> Until the squid came out at the end, I kind of liked it, but I thought the squid was. Oh, the, the only bit I liked great. was the squid. Okay, <laughs> there you go. I liked both. I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't hate it. It was just fine. I was yeah. like six. Seven, hey, I could six like the, I could like a movie more. I don't. I don't think I hated people. it or anything, but clearly I don't remember it very well. So yeah, it will. I didn't like it as much as The Martian or Ex Machina or Sunshine or um, what else? Space movie. I mean, I've the forgotten the the Timberlake and space movie. I've forgotten mostly about that. Except was that High Life? Yeah, except for the um, 
the except for the captain's workout. That's all I remember. Of course, that's okay. all I remember. I liked it better than Ad Astra. I haven't seen that, so yeah. don't don't wait. See you it. like you liked High Life better. I didn't see High Life. Oh, okay. You liked I, I liked Report. Europa Report better than Ad Astra. I okay. did not like Ad Astra. Okay. I think Ad Astra is worse than Rise of Skywalker. It's fun to say though. <laughs> I think it's fun to just rip something a new asshole by calling it worse than Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean Ad Astra. Ad Astra. It's just fun Ad to... Astra. Yeah. It means Ed Asner. It means advertise your ass. Yeah. Okay. In Latin. Um, do we want a goodie review as well? Mark, did you by chance? No, it's okay. That Everyone knows this is a good film. Everyone okay. knows this is good. Okay. So we're just it's uh, yeah. We just gave it's, them an hour long good review. True. It, it's a <laughs> seven, seven point two on I got the one. I got one right here. In a word terrifying. That's yeah. it. So it's a one word. No punctu- there's no punctuating. No, okay. no punctuation. Okay, In a word terrifying. There's a quickie. Got it. <laughs> the American remake is just embarrassing. Mm. <laughs> anyway, fun stuff. Um, yeah, I think this scared me a little bit less than usual this time, and I feel like maybe I'm ready to uh, take some risks and go watch some sequels or something okay. like that. Are you gonna go to bed tonight? We'll see. I'll I'll tell you tomorrow if I slept. Is your TV if I, like, gonna be plugged in? Kept <laughs> no. If I kept like waking up and seeing eyeball just mm. glaring at me. Yeah, that's no good. <laughs> no. Okay. I guess we'll wrap okay. it up today. Um, this is a film. Yeah, sure. Of course, it's a film. It's on film. We already said that. That although the the water at the bottom of the well was very filthy. Mm. Yep. Yeah. All right. That, and and, and uh, dredging of well is. Uh, I'm just gonna throw out like maybe. Well, of course, we get the 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 iconic shit after that. But as a climax, dredging a well is a little underwhelming. I don't know. You get a you get a sick slimy skull out of it though. Let's switch. Yep. I mean, that's the big like action thing. It's them deciding they need to switch. And she's like hugging the skeleton, and it's like yeah. disgusting. Yeah, that's yeah. So that that was all filthy because you you smell yeah. that briny smell. Um, <laughs> I think it was a good climax. Like hu- okay. someone hugging a slimy skeleton is a good climax. No, my snarky note was the climax is dredging water. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll see the parallels with this and uh, Phenomena, which you're doing in a couple of weeks. Right. There are some. Okay. Slimy, slimy stuff. Slimy underground stuff. I guess we'll wrap this up. Let's film some filth. Uh, we will be doing, you know, kind of international or caught horror for the rest of October. We'll see. We might get back to a list after that or not. We'll see. Uh, depends on what the strikes. It depends on you, AMPTP. Did I say that right? I don't know. Scumbags. Mm, the scumbags. Jerks. Corporate scum. Universal. Uh, <laughs> Netflix. You go to hell. Yeah, we're we're indie <laughs> scum. We're indie scum yeah. on Patreon Podcastio Podcastius. Indie scum is not us. the address. You go to Podcastio pod- Podcastius. That's that's where you go. Yeah. Okay. That's where you go. If anyone wants to rattle off a, a oh another one, uh, hey, I don't, I don't... you know, check out our other podcasts like uh, uh, podcast 1999 about space 1999. We've just started. We're on season one of that uh, time enough. Twilight Zone podcast currently doing one step beyond. Is that correct? Correct. Episodes of one step beyond a game game show game show about games. Luke loves Pokemon. Luke loving on some Pokemon. Hyrule Field Report going over 
different areas and things from Tears of the Kingdom, a Legend of Zelda game. Um, we've got, is that all of them? Did you mention the game game show? Yes, I did. But it's worth letting me get. I zoned out. Yeah. Okay. Well, the listener, please put your phone in the corner of your room, wait seven days, and cute, adorable little miniature versions of me, Mark, and Matt are going to crawl out and harass you in a sort of Looney Tunes (laughs) fashion because we're too small to murder you. Unless you have an iPad, in which we we will be large, we'll be like small soldiers' side, so we can your up pretty good. They can be <laughs> yeah. dangerous. Or if you want to just like somehow hook hook your podcast, like you can play YouTube on a full size TV. That's what I'm doing. I'm, yeah. I'm screwed. Yeah, you can get full size. Hook it up to a murder. cinema screen. Get like kaiju size Luke Man Mark <laughs> to come at you. Oh man, yeah, ring seek. Yeah, pitching that ring sequel where Sadako comes out of a full movie screen. Oh, that sounds like that is what happens in Sadako DX at the end. Okay, cool. Even more, more. more. This. Yeah. All right. Uh, Don't get ringed. Get blinged.